your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade. On this fine Wednesday morning, just a few days before the holidays, we have a lot to cover. Iowa wrestling narrowly survives number fifth ranked NC State. The Wolfpack had a very tough challenge for the Hawkeye wrestling team. They survived. We're going to talk a little bit about that. The women's basketball team, our ranked women's basketball team, fell to unranked UIPUI at home. Why you shouldn't worry, we're going to cover that here as well. Iowa, the men's basketball team takes down southeastern Louisiana, and it was a little bit chippy early on, but we saw some really good things out of the Hawkeyes. Now, granted, it was against a terrible southeastern Louisiana team. We're going to talk about that. And then also the depth chart was released for the Citrus Bowl. Lots of interesting tidbits on that front. So we're going to cover all that on today's show. First off, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at, and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. And today's episode, this action-packed episode, is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head over to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about Iowa basketball first, the men's basketball front. Uh, it was it was an interesting game initially. Uh, obviously, there's some scrappy stuff happening when Joe Toussaint went for that loose ball. Uh, honestly, just a really dirty play from southeastern Louisiana. I thought it was really good to see Connor McCaffrey, Jordan Bohannon, and the team stand up for Joe Toussaint. But overall, just a really dirty play all around. Uh, but Joe Toussaint holding his cool, keeping his calm, uh, not losing his temper. I thought that was... Uh, maturity beyond years, I could not have done that. Nevertheless, though, overall, this game, uh, not a lot to write home about. Iowa wins 93-62. to 62. A couple takeaways I want to specifically call out. Um, Josh Ogundelli uh, goes down with an injury. Um, I haven't seen anything come out specifically about Josh. I could have missed that, uh, but recording this, obviously, uh, just a little bit after this game. So Josh going down with an injury. It'll be interesting to see whether or not um, that is a serious injury. However, I did like what I saw from Riley Mulvey. Riley Mulvey played in a few minutes, and I thought he looked pretty good. He was able to take guards on a pick and roll. He was able to take them when they got him in a bad position and able to at least maintain uh, a defensive presence there. He did get a foul on one of them, but I thought it was a really good closeout on his part. I also thought rebounding-wise, he was very actively involved and looking for an outlet pass immediately. So for being a kid who should be a senior in high school, really impressed at how he played in this game. Now it'll be interesting to see how can he do that potentially against some of these Big Ten opponents we have coming up, especially if Josh is injured. Defensively, Iowa turned it on a little bit later on. The first half, not as good as I would have liked to see, but overall, um, the defensive energy, fantastic. Southeastern Louisiana only had 50-ish points with a couple minutes left. Iowa puts in. Uh, their their reserves in, in southeastern Louisiana takes advantage. But overall, I thought defensively, Iowa looked pretty good. Again, doing a good job of forcing turnovers. Rebounding continued to look good. Now, I do want to be uh, not play devil's advocate here, but, but really it's important to kind of call out both sides of these things. 
Iowa struggled against Purdue and Iowa State, right, in, in Illinois in rebounding. They haven't faced a Travion Williams or a Kofi Coburn or any of the sorts or a solid program since. Uh, now, granted, Utah State is a solid program, but they were not a good rebounding program going into that game. Iowa has looked better on the glass as of recent. Out-rebounded Southeast from Louisiana 47-28 to on the overall glass and 13-3 to on the offensive glass, which is great to see. Keegan Murray looked healthy, and it seems like he might have sprained his ankle a little bit. Sounds like he's going to be okay. I would have liked to see him not have to play so many minutes in the second half. That kind of happens when you get into two foul trouble with Fran McCaffrey. You're not playing much in the first half. Regardless, Keegan Murray comes out, has 20 points, 10 rebounds on 8 of 13 shooting. Another solid performance by him. Connor McCaffrey, I thought, was a really unsung hero of this game. Uh, pulling down 8 boards and 5 points, hitting a really nice 3-point in the second half. Um, a nice job overall from Connor McCaffrey. And I know a lot of people like to hate on Connor and what he does or doesn't do for this Iowa basketball team. But he is one of those guys. He's a glue guy. He's a guy who's willing to do whatever it takes to win the basketball game. And you can see how much respect he has, not only from his team, but how much respect he commands when he does things like sticking up for a Joe Toussaint. That's his brother, right? That's not just a teammate. That is his brother. I also want to call out Patrick McCaffrey looked really good. He's starting to really turn it on um, as of late. I thought he put together a really nice performance, 16 points, uh, three assists for Patrick McCaffrey. Just a, a great performance. And again, as we've talked about, going into conference play, it's going to be really important that Keegan, Chris, and Patrick can pull it together as the, that trio. That trio is what's going to get Iowa going far in Big Ten play and also going into the NCAA tournament and doing pretty well as well. This wasn't a great game for Iowa offensively, despite the fact they put up 93 points. Uh, they did not shoot well from three at times, really went cold in the middle part of the second half. Um, so not not the best game overall for Iowa, but um, it's okay. That's the goal of playing these non-conference games. You work out some of the kinks. You figure out what do you have on the bench. How does Riley Mulvey look, for example? I think that was a really good uh, indicator for how he is progressing, uh, making some of the right reads once he's getting the rebound. Again, I thought defensively they did a good job in the second half. I really like, again, what Tony Perkins is bringing to this team. And Joe Toussaint showing the maturity to be able to handle that um, was really impressive as well. So a win for Iowa. They get Western Illinois, a solid Western Illinois team, um, later this this week. Actually, I'm, now I I'm, need to look at the schedule real quick. I thought it was later this week. But they get a solid Western Illinois basketball team. Um, not, a, not a bad team. They are 10-2 and two at this point. They take them on December 29th. So they have a week off. They get them next Wednesday. Uh, so we'll be covering that game as we get closer to it. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about women's basketball and the wrestling team and why we shouldn't be worried about either of those. I know there are some interesting comments on Twitter and Facebook in regard to both teams and whether or not this women's basketball team has it this year. Uh, we all need to, to take a deep breath and, and relax a little bit. But we're going to talk about all that here in a few short moments. I do want to remind you that Prize Picks is here. And with bowl season right up ahead of us, you have to take advantage of all the awesome things you can do at Prize Picks. So if you haven't signed up, what are you waiting for today? In addition to the college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world. And they offer all the star players, the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have even heard of. Plus, they offer any prop you can think of. In terms of basketball, you can play the points, rebounds, assists, three points made, and more. 
Here's how it works. You pick two to five players. You pick an over-under on their projections, and you can 10x any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers, and you can combine sports. You can combine basketball and football as we get into bowl season. It's awesome. All of our listeners now as well get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And this is it, y'all. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. So for New Year's, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. That's right. Head over to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked, L-O-C-K-E-D. And y'all, I hope you I hope you know I really do appreciate you all making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find us wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube. And make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. I know yesterday I said it began last Friday. I've heard some snippets of it and it sounded really good, but apparently it doesn't officially drop until this Friday. So make sure to check it out. Previously, we talked a little bit about the men's basketball team. I want to talk about the women's basketball team because they blew a huge lead against IUPUI, ultimately losing by a point there. They fell to IUPUI after leading for the entire game. They were leading 62-47 to going into the final 10 minutes. I didn't even get a chance to watch the fourth quarter because I thought, it's over and I have work to do. But they were outscored 27-11 to in that fourth period. And Caitlin Clark had some interesting things to say after the game. She said, we weren't playing to win. We had a 15-point lead, and it almost seemed like we were trying not to lose in one game. That's really frustrating. I think there's a couple of takeaways and concerns about this team. First, they haven't seemed right since they had the COVID shutdown. And now they go home for Christmas break. They have another break before they come back and take on a conference opponent in Penn State. Lisa Bluter also even mentioned how concerning that was for the team. Their next game again, December 30th. Can they figure it out? Can they pick it up after getting going home for the holidays? It has been an interesting non-conference schedule for Iowa. Now, there's also concerns Iowa struggled in non-conference. When you look at it, the only major concern was losing to IUPUI at home. They lost to number 16, Duke. They lost to number 13, Iowa State, on the road again those aren't bad teams to lose to. Now you would have hoped for the for them to get those Ws that would have looked good for a conference or for a tournament resume. But nevertheless, Iowa has a lot of opportunities coming up. They have a lot of chances to turn this thing around. But again, losing to an IUPUI team at home the way they did, not ideal. My biggest concern though is how Iowa is shooting the three ball. That was really their bread and butter, especially from Caitlin Clark, and she's been struggling too. In this game, 18.2% from three. On the season, 30% from three. When asked about it after the game, Lisa Bluter said, 
we are a good three-point shooting team. We just aren't showing it this year. I have to believe that we're going to get back there. I hope so as well. Because if they cannot shoot well against some of these good Big Ten teams, they are going to struggle. And it's going to be a very interesting case of whether or not Iowa deserves to be in the NCAA tournament. Now, that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. I think there's no way there's even a concern after a few games. But it is something to worry about if they can't figure it out. It's been an interesting battle back since the COVID shutdown. That all being said, I don't want to play doomsday here. This is still a tournament team. This is a team. They haven't gotten their shots going the way they want to. They seem to be a little bit out of sorts. And Caitlin Clark is struggling. These things pass. And they have plenty of season left. They would have loved to see some more momentum coming out of the non-conference schedule. But adversity is good. They struggled at home. That could be a wake-up call for them. This women's basketball team wasn't that strong at the beginning of the season, if you remember last year either. They turned it on later on in the season, making it to a Sweet 16 ultimately before falling to UConn. This is still the same team. They returned everyone mostly. They will figure it out. A little adversity is not bad. And these things will turn themselves around. So this is a tournament team. Do not worry about this team. I know I was playing a little bit of doomsday there. If they can't figure it out in the next couple of weeks, things are concerning. Yes, but I do believe they will. Lisa Bluter, a fantastic coach. You have one of the top three players in the nation in Caitlin Clark. Monica Shinano, a fantastic Big Ten center. We're going to get it going, and we're going to figure it out. And it starts September 30th with Penn State. Now, turning our attention to the wrestling team, they narrowly beat Number five, NC State. Now, when you think about wrestling, unless they're going up against Penn State, you really just expect them to win. That was my expectation. But I think what we're seeing is that Iowa is playing a very fine balance of keeping guys healthy for a long season, getting some of their younger guys involved in the game or in the in the matches, and still trying to win. Now, when you look at this this lineup. You had the obvious ones, right? Spencer Lee got a 6-1 to win over Camacho, who was ranked 5th in the nation. Austin DeSanto got a win 16-7 over the number 17th ranked wrestler at 133. Jaden Ironman got a late takedown to secure a win at 141 against the number 16th ranked wrestler. So the thing I think was really interesting about this, this wrestling match is the fact that NC State matches up really well against Iowa. Where their strengths are is where Iowa's weaknesses are. And they did a phenomenal job at capitalizing on those strengths and then giving Iowa a run for their money in some of the other matches as well. Again, Jacob Border at 197, getting a takedown in the final minute to beat Trumbull, who's ranked 15th in the nation, 3-2. to two. That's a little bit scary. Now, when you look at those middleweights, that's where you get a little bit concerned. Caleb Young has not looked that good this year. Fell to Ed Scott, who's ranked 23rd in the nation, in a minute and 10 seconds. Now, it's a little bit fluky of a, of a match, but nevertheless, Caleb Young has not looked that great at 157. At 149, Max Murin has only wrestled once this year. We bring up a sophomore. He falls to the number three kid in the nation, 7-3. to three. You can live with that. At 165, Alex Marinelli taking care of business, beating Kate 7-2. to two. At 174, we saw a little bit interesting a match. We had Nelson Brands, no chem dog. And he fell 4-2 to two to the number 5 ranked wrestler in the country. At 184, Abasad fell to the number 3 ranked wrestler in the country, 6 nothing. So, I mean, it's just a really weird match. 
And Iowa needing a win at 285 is not typical for Iowa in these wrestling matches. They've had some close bouts this entire year. But I think, again, the thing to call out is the fact that Iowa needs to be smart about how they handle the season. The goal is to win an NCAA title. The goal is not necessarily to beat NC State. Now, that is a part of the journey to the goal of winning an NCAA title. But at the end of the season, if Iowa lost NC State, but they're able to stay healthy and win an NCAA title, I'm pretty sure the Brands brothers would take that. Now, they would love to win every single match, and that is ultimately the goal. They're not coming out here trying to lose these matches, but they're trying to play a very fine line of being smart about the health of the wrestlers while winning these matches and making sure that they have wrestlers ready to go next year. A lot of these guys don't have eligibility anymore. We're going to see quite a lot of new, quite a few new faces in that lineup next year. So it's really important that Iowa does play this balancing match. Now, again, to beat the number five wrestling team without Chem Dog, right? Without Max Murin in the lineup. Against a very tough matchup, too, with the 184, 174. That can be a little bit difficult. Iowa managing to survive just goes to show you that this is a very talented and a deep team. Again, a few matches don't necessarily go the way Iowa wants. You need some late takedowns. Those are points off the board as well. Spencer Lee is wrestling as the fifth-ranked guy in the nation with no ACLs and still takes him down 6-1. to one. I mean, these are things that you can't be too worried about because Iowa is getting the job done. And ultimately, what matters is that can they get the job done come Big Ten title time or Big Ten tournament time and come NCAA tournament time as well. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the depth chart. A few interesting bullets I want to cover. Uh, we saw the quarterback decision be technically made. We saw a few guys left off the, the depth chart. We saw an interesting move at tackle. We're all covering that on the show here in a few more moments. But betonline.ag has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And I want to make sure you know it. As football, con football continues its march towards the pro, uh, college ball playoffs and the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs right around the corner. College basketball is picking up. There's a lot of opportunities there with a lot of replacement players coming in with this whole uh, situation. It's a pandemic. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head over to their website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you need to do is use the promo code LOCKDOWN, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, it's a built bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein, you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And with so many flavors, you're going to have a hard time choosing, so keep checking back. Every couple of days, they have new flavors coming out all the time. Plus, they have new varieties of their bars like the Built Puffs, which I absolutely love. Just a little bit different consistency, a bit more marshmallowy, but just as delicious and also packed with all the rich nutrients you want in your Built Bar products. So if you haven't gotten a Built Bar yet, what are you waiting for? Grab yourself a box of Built Bars or Built Puffs or Built Bites today at Built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's Built.com. 
promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, we talked about Iowa basketball, both men's and women's. We talked about wrestling. Now we're turning our attention to the football world. And I want to remind you that, and I don't think I've actually told any of you this yet, but we have Jonathan Schaefer, the sports director for Channel 5 News, who covered Xavier the last couple of years. He's covered Caden Proctor. He's covered a lot of these guys in the metro area quite significantly over the last couple of years. He's joining our show tomorrow to kind of just do a nice little recap of what has happened in the recruiting world in the Des Moines metro area and across the state and what it means for Iowa and also what kind of player is Xavier getting honestly it was just a really enjoyable conversation and I cannot wait for you all to hear it tomorrow also at this point I do not plan on dropping an episode on Christmas day so don't plan on that or sorry Christmas Eve day Kirk Ferentz does have a press conference tomorrow depending on what he says if anything really earth shattering I will drop an episode but for the most part plan on not having an episode on Christmas Eve, and I hope you all have a fantastic holiday. Let's get into it, though. The depth chart had a few interesting pieces about it. Let's start with the tackle position because I thought this was probably one of the most interesting interesting pieces about this. On the depth chart, Jack Plum and Nick DeYoung are both the starting tackles. I don't understand that. Jack Plum has been horrendous. He was so bad against Michigan. He posted a 0.0 pass blocking grade. Mason, now the, the one thing I will call out is that Mason Richmond hasn't necessarily been listed as the starting tackle in the past and still ended up starting at the tackle spot. But I don't understand what is the point of playing these games or if they really do think Jack Plum and Nick DeYoung are truly the best to starting tackles. At this point, you've seen Jack Plum. He's been in the program for a while. Even Nick has been in the program. What does it hurt to put out Mason Richmond? You are not going to get a worse product on the field. So a little bit frustrating there. At quarterback, they have Spencer Petras listed at number one. I would not be surprised to see Alex Padilla get plenty of snaps in the Citrus Bowl. As we talked about earlier in this week, I don't think Spencer Petras is healthy. Now, this, we might hear more about this from Kirk Ferentz in his press conference. I don't think Spencer Petras is healthy, though. He got banged up pretty bad against Michigan. That's tough to come back from. And regardless, I think Iowa might use the Citrus Bowl as a springboard for who could be the leader in this quarterback competition going into spring ball. Like I did there, spring, spring board, spring ball. Pretty good, right? I'm not sold on either of these guys at this point. But it is interesting that Spencer Petras is the number one quarterback. As we've talked about before as well, I expect the quarterback situation to change a little bit over the next couple months potentially a transfer out of the program. Another guy I thought was interesting, Terry Roberts, not listed on the depth chart. We also did not see Matt Hankins. I think it's pretty safe to say, as Kirk Barron said, Matt Hankins, we have seen his last play in an Iowa Hawkeye uniform uh, before the Illinois game. Very unfortunate uh, for him to end his Iowa career the way he did, but really happy for Matt Hankins. I appreciate him coming back. I appreciate all he did and gave to the Hawkeye football program, and I'm really excited to see him take the next step, hopefully in his NFL career, as long as he can get healthy, uh, get the hamstring right, and get out there and test really well. Terry Roberts, though, not on the depth chart. I do expect Terry Roberts to play. I was a little bit shocked to not see him on the depth chart, um, but I do expect him to play at least on special teams, and I would be surprised not to see him play a few snaps at cornerback. And the biggest thing, the, the other thing I wanted to cover is the running back position. I was fully expecting Gavin Williams to be the number two or the number one running back with Tyler Goodson departing the program. Ivory Kelly Martin, though, listed at number one. 
Now, I love Ivory Kelly Martin as a person. He was one of the guys, like Tyrone Tracy Jr., who really advocated for the Iowa Hawkeye program. He was a leader in the locker room when all the racial bias allegations were coming out. He was a guy who kept that team together. And he has worked his butt off through a lot of adversity, getting passed up multiple times for a starting role. However, when called upon, he has fumbled. He has been a solid runner if he can hold on to the football. I don't trust him to at this point. It's happened multiple times. And I think going into next year, do you do you think Ivory Kelly Martin is returning? If so, and you feel like he can fix this fumbling problem, I can understand having him be the number one running back. But if you think Ivory Kelly Martin is transferring, I don't think there's that much more upside from having Ivory versus Gavin. In fact, I think there's more upside from having Gavin as the starter going into this game. Now, I heard some people say this is Ivory Kelly Martin's last college football game. Unless Ivory Kelly Martin is retiring or deciding not to use his COVID year, this is not his last game. He has an extra year of eligibility. Some of you might be wondering, are you serious? Yes, because he played for, I believe, three years. Red, No, he played for two years, redshirted, because he only played in four games, got passed up by Tyler Goodson and Mackay Sargent. Played last year. Played this year. And now is the COVID year. So he's only played four real years of more than four games. He had the red shirt as well for that fifth year. This would be his sixth year coming up. So he does have eligibility. I just don't understand. I do expect Gavin Williams to get more touches, but I just don't understand the, the depth chart piece. The last thing I will note is that the depth chart is not the end-all be-all. There's still a few weeks. A lot of things can change. We oftentimes see the depth chart is not the way things actually play out. In fact, Tyrone Tracy Jr. was listed as a starter for a few weeks as Keegan Johnson was consistently getting significantly more snaps than him. So the depth chart is not the end-all be-all, but it is a nice talking point on a Wednesday morning as I cover your Iowa Hawkeyes. So again, I appreciate you all tuning in to today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. As always, you can find us wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Locked On Hawkeyes. We will be here tomorrow as well with Jonathan Schaefer, the sports director for Channel 5 News, as he's covered a lot of those guys in the metro area. A really phenomenal conversation. I think you are going to enjoy that. And if you want betting advice, check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They do a great job of giving you picks um, every single day, three to four picks that you can bet on at betonline.ag. Put a little money in your pocket if you would like. So make sure to check them out as well. As always, Hawkeye Nation, have a fantastic Wednesday, and let's go Hawks.